You're with Julian on the Brown Note, and I mentioned last week that I'd be following more in the Israel-Palestine conflict. There's not much point in me doing news because the, by the time you see it, lots more people will be dead and the ever-shifting ground will have moved. So I'm going to focus instead on some of the more permanent elements over probably four pieces. Um, Israel's right to defend itself, a look at that. Um, a look at America's ever-changing, well, modernly changing relationship with Israel now that uh, more progressives are outspoken about Israeli human rights abuses than I've ever seen in my lifetime. And um, is Israel a democracy? A look at the reasons why or what constitutes being a democracy because it's often touted as the, the only democracy in the Middle East. But today, why the current attack? What has led to this current conflagration between the state of Israel and the Palestinian people in mostly Jerusalem, East Jerusalem and the Gaza Strip? And the Western world's reporting of these blow-ups in the Middle East are some of the most disgraceful that exists in modern event reporting. Uh, frequently, the best you can hope for is that it's portrayed as a tit-for-tat. Usually, it's portrayed as an occupied people being the aggressor. They fired rockets, um, ignoring you know the previous five years of house demolitions and uh, people being in prison without trial and any number of um, the numerous daily tortures visited on the inhabitants of the West Bank and Gaza Strip and the people in East Jerusalem. All these things come out of a bubble. But there are some pretty telling ones about why this particular conflict has happened. Um, it's blown up around the forced removal of um, Palestinians from East Jerusalem from their homes to give them to Jewish settlers. Um, this has been going on de facto for decades. In the West Bank and Gaza Strip, the, you only have to look at the maps of how much territory Palestine has lost. First since 1948, then since 1967, and they own a paltry percentage of the land they even had in 1967. They've given up on everything that they were actually asking for all through the 70s and 80s. Um, but the, the High Court of Israel actually deciding to remove, if they do, I don't think it's fully gone through, but if they decided as a legal measure to remove these families... I think that's a new paradigm. Normally, they'll just go onto Palestinian land and build an enclave, a few hundred homes surrounded by barbed wire, and just gradually take more and more and more. The analogy, I believe, is how do you share a pizza with someone who is continually eating the pizza whilst you debate how much you should both get? Now, this is uh, one of the most appalling acts of war crimes this century by Benjamin Netanyahu. Benjamin Netanyahu is a particularly odorous politician, a rabidly right-wing pol populist politician that has annoyingly clung on to power, often by the skin of his teeth. He has not been winning elections massively, but he sure as hell will use a war and the deaths of civilians to cling on to power. In this instance, he was, a couple of weeks ago, very likely to be taken to jail. Uh, 
The only thing that was protecting him, I think, from jail time, as he is up to his neck in corruption scandals, is the fact that I don't believe that he can be put in jail whilst he's the leader of the country. So here we are two weeks later, and he's completely safe again, yet again. Um, it's important to this a lot of this is from interpolated with Phyllis Bennett. It's important to understand the specific factors that led to the current escalation in Israel's horrific war in Gaza. The Hamas rocket fire that began on May 10 didn't come out of nowhere. It was a response to Israeli police and settler attacks against Palestinians in Jerusalem. Those attacks included demolitions to force Palestinians out of their homes and the continuing threat of eviction for families in the Sheikh Jarrah neighbourhood of East Jerusalem, uh, including denying Palestinians access to the steps of the Damascus Gate of the Old City uh, during Ramadan as well. Uh, and they included deliberate provocation of Israeli police raiding the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the third holiest site in Islam. But who benefits quid pro quo? Well, for starters, Netanyahu. Prime Minister Netanyahu is on trial and facing years in jail for a wide range of corruption charges. As long as he remains Prime Minister, he can't be jailed. If he loses his ruling coalition, as he was on the verge of doing just two weeks ago, he could go to prison. So for Netanyahu, maintaining public support is not just a political goal, but an urgent personal necessity. Think about how disgraceful it is that you would actually do that, knowing full well that not only are lots of Palestinian children going to die as a result of your actions to cling to power, Jewish children will as well. Israelis have been killed and Palestinians have been killed because of this man's attempt to cling to power. Netanyahu's political capital is also bound up with his claim to be the only Israeli leader who can maintain the key levels of absolute impunity and uncritical economic and political support from the United States of America. Certainly the Trump years were characterised by Washington's warmest embrace of Netanyahu's right-wing government. For me, you could look at the changeover between Trump being like, you know, he would basic, excuse me, <coughs> he'd be saying, we'll go in there and kill the Palestinians for you. Um, you could look at the changeover to Biden as being a decisive factor here. I don't believe so. I think that it's the fact that all of the Netanyahu's long-standing corruption troubles were coming to a head. In fact, I bet he wish he'd done it under Trump. He would have had it so much easier. I think they tried to. I think they tried to kick off in November against Iran. Uh, Washington's actual support for Israel, including a 3.8 billion dollar military support every year, and the one-sided Israel has the right of defense rhetoric that refuses to acknowledge any such right to Palestinians remains in place. People say that America gives Israel a blank check. It's worth pointing out that, as with many of America's blank checks, 90% of the money that they give to Israel is spent on arms, which are often used to kill babies. Much of that is American-made arms. They aren't giving a blank check to Israel. As with their aid in many parts of the world, America is giving a blank check to their own arms manufacturers. This is the one of the great cons in, in modern history. The American government giving billions of dollars of American taxpayer money straight to American companies 
saying its aid to foreign company countries that then have to spend it at the American store, buying their armaments, buying their bridges and their contract and labouring firms. Look at Iraq. It was a blank check to American companies. Another reason that it's currently going on is that every now and again, uh, Israel engages in what's known as mowing the grass in Gaza. And this is the idea that if uh, they don't go in and kick butt, destroy lots of infrastructure, kill loads of people, um, that the Gaza Strip and the people within and Hamas that rules them will become too powerful. So they get in preemptively and kick everyone about until everyone's weak and clinging to the walls and then they can say, right, well, we, we've probably got a couple of years where you're going to recover. You can't even produce electricity or water now. Um, the other part of this is, is not just um, American war, uh, war machine, but the Israeli war machine as well. Um, these frequent attacks on Gaza have provided a critically valuable testing ground for Israeli weapons manufacturers whose export deals worth $7.2 billion in 2019, represent a huge component of Israel's GDP. During the height of the 2014 assault uh, of the, I think that was Operation Cast Lead or something, Haaretz reported that the company factories worked around the clock turning out munitions as the army tested their newest systems against a real enemy. Now they're expecting their battle-tested products will win new customers. Combat's like the highest seal of approval when it comes to international markets, explained Barbara Opal Rome, the Israeli bureau chief for Defense News, and told Haaretz, what has proven himself in battle is much easier to sell. Immediately after the operation, and perhaps even during, all kinds of delegations arrive here from countries that appreciate Israel's technological capabilities and are interested in testing our new products. From a business point of view, they concluded the operation was an outstanding thing for the defence industry. So those are some of the reasons. It's great. It's always great for the Israeli defence industry, um, mowing the grass, but overwhelmingly because Netanyahu is likely to go to jail for corruption. So he's started an entire war to remain in office, something that he has clung onto, stubborn as a mule for years now, barely winning elections, yet still somehow forming coalitions. And he is an evil man. He has been an enormous detriment to both the Palestinian people, but also the Israeli people as well. Israel's not been doing great in recent years. Their economy has been extraordinarily hard hit. So you can imagine how much harder hit the uh, Palestinian economy is. We'll come back in a little bit. This is